ever imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total photonic reversal. Photonic reversal. With your hosts, Conan Neutron and Brenna Betts. Coming to you from the heart of the historically hipster mission. Gigantic middle finger to everything that is rock about music, rock and roll, and quicker power. I'm I'm from the South. <laughs> I'm a Southern Belle. Confidence of a hero or a fool. I wasn't exactly certain which. Excellent professional segue that was. Well, I'm very curious about math rock. You know, I kind of know the sound man for Rob Zombie. I'm presenting you the illusion of choice. We will impress you later. Yeah, it's a very good question. And I like that because that'll be getting a little in the end. Could not be more professional. Get you pumped up. We have answers. I just want to bring something up that I noticed via postings on the internet. That's right, baby. It's a science thing. It's a scientific fact. We be coming at you. That's right. You are listening to the one, the only. Protonic reversal. And we thank you for it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. New time slot. New everything. Same attitude. Same hosts. It's going to be a great time. We have Travis Keller of Buddyhead today. <laughs> Buddyhead. Returning to the show, making return engagement, uh, fantastic guest, first time, I expect that to be nothing but the same this time, great guy, awesome dude, good times, great oldies, here at Radio Nope, we thank you for tuning in, we're going to be coming at you with some, some tunes, we're going to come out with you some laughs, we're going to get insightful, we're going we're to get right down to it is what we're going to do. 
and uh, we are not going to let anything slow us down. Music is far too important to be relegated to the background. Yo. So that's not what we do here. If you are the person that likes that kind of thing, uh, go away. Do not darken our doorsteps again and never say that again. Otherwise, uh, you're in the right place. We're going to have a good time here. It's, uh, we got Brenda Betts coming in the studio shortly. The one, the only. DJ Real Time Drop. It's going to be awesome. And, uh, you know, later on we're going to be talking to Mr. Travis Keller. Sounds okay by me. Sounds like a pretty damn good time. And I'm looking forward to see what Travis is up to. He's, an, he's, he's a fascinating guy. He's an interesting fella. Buddy Head is a, uh, an institution, a, a, a brand, if you will, a lifestyle brand of sorts for people that eschew lifestyle brands. Great site, great dude. Looking forward to that. It's going to be a really good time. Have I said that yet? I think I have, and that's okay. Let's, uh, let's hear some tunes. I'm going to uh, go ahead and grab myself some real-time drop, and we'll, uh, we'll get right on deck with this. How's that sound? I think that sounds okay, right? We got, we got some premieres coming up this show. We have a lot of uh, really, really good stuff happening. I'm, I'm, I'm just excited to be doing the show. It's uh, episode 58. I've been doing this a while. It's a whole thing. I just like to say, listen to this. So this is a little oldie and a goodie. goes out to my uh, friends in Reykjavik. Reykjavik, Bjorklandia. Bjorklandia, Iceland. Why Iceland, you say? No, because there's a, there's a whole thing going on over there, and of the many things going on, there are bands playing. There are bands playing. It's a, an all tomorrow's party kind of thing. They have all kinds of bands happening. It's a whole situation. And, uh, you know, one of those bands happens to be a band I like quite a bit. I think this is an important band. This is a band I would love to have on the show at some point. Maybe that'll happen. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but for now, why don't we groove to the groovy sounds? I'm so sorry I said that. I'll drive like Jehu. Goes a little something like this.
I can leave, I can go. No, really, it's up to you. Discussing about the pleasure of the king and all. of civic duty and as for your colleagues your comrades just another lie that'll hang them out to dry saw a TV screen it reminded me of you Whispers round Black Beretta Saw another screen, it reminded me of you Let me whiskey round on Vendetta That's Lardo with Runaway. That is off of the record Gunmetalize. That is a a highlight for me of the PRF Barbecue Chicago 2015. That was a badass band that I uh, liked very much. They they brought the damage and it was a it was a good time. Hello Brenna. Hello. Welcome. Hello how, Conan. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, I haven't seen you in a few weeks. It's been a while. Yeah, we've uh, we took took a little break from stuff. Did some uh, re- rejiggering, rejiggery poking, as they as they say. Mm. I don't know anyone that says that actually. Yeah, I don't know if I like the sound of that. Yeah, it sounds like it could not be in my favor. Am I being rejiggered? No, just the, this the show and people's perceptions. Oh, okay, okay. I'm just you know probing. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, yeah. That's nev- what it sounds like. Should never, uh, never worry about rejiggering with Protonicaversal. We always got you covered. Uh, we're gonna have Travis Keller on today. It's gonna be great to talk to that guy again. It's been a hot minute. My favorite guest. He's a a, a most favored nation status of Protonicaversal. Really? Yes. Has he reached I, I some just, sort of like collective? I just decided that now. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, okay. But he had has most favored nation status. I, I think that means we like give them like. Like trade credit or something with the Bitcoin with international. Tra- sure, yeah. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and say yes and run with that. You get Bitcoin. I hope that's useful <laughs> to you. you. Bitcoin. Ow. That's the, the oh, that looked painful. <laughs> this mic is <laughs> out really, to get me. Really played well on the radio too. Let me tell you. <clears throat> Bub, that's what it sounded like. Yeah. Womp. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's a some radio show. People whacking themselves in the face with microphones as uh, we're uh, playing some tunes. It's a good time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, the sound effects are real. We are actually making those sounds. 
Could really do a whole show that's for me that be just a roundup of how awesome Pier of Barbecue was and how uh, many great bands there were. But yeah. I was just gonna ask. I haven't really seen you. How yeah, was it? It was fantastic. The the Lardo set was definitely highlight for me. But there were tons of great bands. I mean, like Trophy Wives, New China. I really like well, Thoughtsy Technic Machines played as well, which is great. I mean, there were so many bands. It was just like every band was great. The new ones that were new to me, Powder Room, I liked a lot. They were fantastic. Um, Powder Room? Hmm, interesting. Yeah, from, I believe they're from Athens, Georgia, along with Motherfucker, who I already knew, but were great. They did play a great set. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's chock full. Of, I mean, we're going to have uh, we're gonna have songs for days. Great. For, for <laughs> songs for days to play away for a, a long for time. For little smoking breaks? Yeah, yeah, if you're into that kind of thing. It's interesting not doing this in the morning. Yeah. I know this is where most people do their, uh, you know, everything, nothing radio shows and whatnot, but it's interesting doing this and having, you know, the sun's out, there's people smoking blunts. I know, we've already had a whole day. Yeah, there's a lot happened. Like, we're in some other mental place and we come here rather than just waking up. Yeah, that's that's, that's interesting how that works. It's good. I'm liking it. And you know what I enjoyed? Not getting up really early this morning. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. I still got up really early. Yeah, you, you, you get you to work early, don't you? I, yes, generally wake up quite early and bike three, three and a half miles across town. Do you ever, do you ever feel like uh, that you're just killing yourself to live, like the Sabbath song? Often, but, you know, not in a complainy sort of way. Right. Just, just kind of in a, Kind like, of the way it is. Yeah, like in a Sabbath sort of way. Right, like, right, right. Of you course. know, like Black Sabbath, not like the Sabbath or anything. <laughs> the, not More the like Sabbath. I'm a badass. Yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, is this song before or after Ozzy departed? Oh, this is definitely still Ozzy. This is not. Oh, okay. We're not in the Dio era yet. Okay, I just didn't know what album this is on. You know, I'm okay with admitting my lack of knowledge amongst that. Yeah, this is on a... Uh, do, 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 do. This is where they get a little bossing over here. But this is off Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. Okay. Anyway, a little Sabbath coming at you for Tonic Reversal Radio Nope. Ha! Be the seventh caller. Want some truck nuts. <laughs> oh, we're just going to listen to the uh, this part, which is super tough. Killing yourself to live. Yeah, I like the backup singing. Killing yourself to live. Anyway. My so. favorite album is still their first album. First album's great. I, that is definitely still my favorite. I also had a conversation and was just texting my friend this morning about this. About how they really changed and maybe in a negative way after Ozzy left. Oh, well, it's, yeah, it's, it, they're probably a different band when Dio started, but that's a very contentious topic. I know a lot of people that stand up proud for the for the Dio era. No, I know. It's that's why I said different. it, like, in a soft way, you know, yeah. kind of just mildly poking anyone that doesn't agree. But, I mean, sure, I agree that it's... it's Jiggery poking or proper poking? Proper poking. Okay. Jiggery poking is a little bit, like, passive-aggressive. Yeah, I didn't yeah, mean it that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think if they had called themselves themselves something other than Black Sabbath, they probably would have been received better. I, it was re- who am I talking? It, re- it was received just fine. Yeah, Black I mean, Sabbath it's just Dio different. Did just fine. It's different. It's like you know, we don't all have to agree 
It's okay. We all have to agree, damn it. <laughs> it's okay if you like the other incarnation. No, it's better. not. It's not okay. It's not okay. Conan says it's not okay. It's only nope, a, it, I'm in a room. It's only okay if you like this. when you sleep they fuck you when you want to wake up they're always looking for a way to fuck you over
right, that was La Butcherette's uh, premiere of a song called They Fuck You Over. And before that, we had another world premiere, Christian Fitness with the Harder It Hits, off of the brand new Christian Fitness record called some goddamn thing. I don't know. It just, just came out this morning. Give me a break. You don't know what it's called. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. <laughs> uh, but most importantly, I would like to welcome to the phone uh, none other than uh, your friend and mine, one of uh, the impresarios, if you will, of the, the better taste-making of the last 10, 15 years. Lord High, Travis Keller. Hello, Travis. Hi, how are you? Hi. That, was, that was some introduction. <laughs> Do you like that? Oh, wait, hold on. I forgot. We need, we need this, too. There we go. Keep it going, people. That's real. Those sounds are real. There's That's... actually an audience in here. I told you we had a new studio. I didn't say it was a live studio audience. So that's it was, so impressive. <laughs> we we we, we, like we dressed to impress and we broadcast a match. Uh, welcome back to the show, man. It's great to have you. Yeah, thank you for having me. I always like talking to you guys. Yeah, dude. So you've been a you've been a busy little beaver. You've, you've got you got a lot going on. Uh, Be- busy beaver. Yeah. Is that a that's thing a, people a say? Yeah. Is it? Oh, I thought Is it was it? bees. Busy bee. Yeah, busy beaver. They're making dams and stuff. That's. Oh, okay. you've heard that, Travis. You've heard that phrase, right? That's not just me. I use it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Wait, just beavers or busy beavers? Because that's an important distinction. I'm just saying. Well, don't take it somewhere dark. That's kind of. I mean. But that's kind of what we do that's here. Kind of what we do here. Point of fact: You've been a busy guy. How about that? And uh, there's now a Buddyhead podcast. As well as the, uh, there is. The, the the website and you know general like I, s- I said lifestyle brand of Buddyhead, uh, you just uh, released a second episode this week, right? I did. I, um, people have been trying to get me to do one for a while, and I've I've been scared to do one to be honest. And I finally got over it, and you know, been trying to stay busy. So I figured I would I would give it a stab, and and uh, I guess we're like we've put out two, but I've done like four of them, so. I've, finally kind of gotten over the, the fear of hearing my voice played back you know like i'm still not into it but kind of gotten over the the whole right the whole fear of it i guess it, it's a it's a harrowing thing to be sure and I the, you never quite get over it yeah the sound of my voice <laughs> i think my, yeah. yeah it didn't help i have a few friends that are like lead singers and they didn't relate with me at all <laughs> I'm like, of what? course, you're like a lead singer. Like, yeah. Yeah. Are they you know? also? I'm like, I can't, I can't handle, handle hearing my voice back. And they're like, no, no, you'll get into it, man. It's awesome. <laughs> so I don't know if that's me, but I don't know if I'll ever really get over or like my voice. But you know, yeah. I'm uh, past caring, I guess. I mean, I, I put it this way: I've been quote unquote, you know, lead singing for I don't know, 15 plus years now, and it, it's still like I've gotten to the point that like I'm okay okay with it but i'm not like stoked about it it's like a necessary evil really i love other people's you know singing speaking voices but yeah i don't know so you man. play guitar at the same time right yeah i do yeah see there's like a difference there in those people <laughs> yeah they're your focus in my opinion at least that's like place. a thing yeah that makes sense the uh speak so like speaking like you know your mick jaggers of the world i know you and mick are tight mm-hmm. so yeah I wish we were tight. I've actually never met any of the Rolling Stones. I wish I had. Yeah. Like, that... I've never even seen them play, actually. They actually played like across the street from my house one year at the Echo, and I was didn't want to wake up early. I was like, that's not rock and roll. Because you had to be there like 10 in the morning or something. That was not 
fitting into my schedule, so I, I missed out, and I'm kind of one of my regrets. Yeah, you're you're not much of a morning dude, I know, but that's so that's so the Rolling Stones. Let's get so let's just get this straight, Travis Keller. So the Rolling Stones are playing across the street from your house, and you didn't go because you didn't feel like getting up in the morning. Is that correct? Isn't that a bummer? Yeah. No, actually, <laughs> lately I've kind of switched my schedule. Like I'm, I'm more of a morning person now, but yeah, in in the past I haven't really been. Um, yeah. I woke up early today. I was up at eight today. Believe oh, it or good not. for you. Uh, good job. Yeah, look at that. Question: Did you think that it was like the, that you were on the show in the old time slot? Is that why you got up so early? And were you like, "Oh, damn"? <laughs> no, but that would that would have been funny if I did. No, I had, I had other shit. I, I actually had to edit a podcast and listen to myself for a couple of hours, which was not fun. But you know, got it done. So whatever. yeah, absolutely. So and yeah, so so this. With his buddy head podcast, are you like, what, are you just aggressively trying to horn into my territory or what? Like, what's the what's the deal with that, man? Are you looking it's, to... Yeah, it's a No, man, honestly, I'm just trying to keep busy, to be honest. Um, you know. Maybe you figured, inspired uh, him. Yeah, is it, it's okay to say that I inspired you, Travis. Yeah, it's all right. In, yeah, has that effect. I think you may have. I think you may have. <laughs> he has that effect on people from time to time. I'm, I'm definitely not trying to take any thunder away from you, though. Well, I, I, I got thunder to I wouldn't. I wouldn't dream of it. I, I no, I enjoyed. I listened to about half of the first. The first episode is with a uh, blog Dahlia uh, from the Dwarves, and uh, you know, interesting dude. Definitely like of the interesting sort of motormouth sort of uh, category of dude. And uh, what yeah, do you, what do you mean? He's great. Yeah, what yeah. do you mean motormouth? I mean, you can just kind of wind him up and let him go. Like, you know. oh, okay. uh, he's just one of those people that like you can ask him anything, and he's it, it, and it's, it's like David Lee Roth, where it's not planned. But right. something amazing will come out of his mouth. Like you could ask him about shit you wouldn't even think he'd know about. You know, he's he's great. I've known Blag for. I mean, he mixed like the first Acreslion record, like in, like a EP, like in '98. So, like when I first moved to LA, that was like why I became friends with Acreslion because they were on Recess Records, which was like FYP and the Dwarves. And when I was like 16, that was like my shit. So I was like, wait, you know, guys, I'll be friends with you. So yeah, I've known Blag for a while and. He's kind of like raised us in a weird way. Diggerslein would always open them for him and stuff like that. We always we always thought he was cool. Still do. Like like a lot. I actually saw them play out on a street corner on twenty uh, fourth oh, wow. in San Francisco. Like acoustic set. They played two songs. The fucking dwarves, really? Yeah, I'm wow. not kidding. There's, I think there's an He's Instagram. San Francisco. What? He lives there now. He lives in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a surprise thing, and I actually saw someone post about it on Facebook. So I just, because I used to live a couple blocks from where they were playing on the street corner, so I just went down there. And there were like 30 people standing around, and they were just out. Was it, was it Black playing guitar, or was it like the whole band? Or? It was, um, I think. Yeah, that sounds baffling. I think. It was a couple years ago, so I must be yeah. honest that I've probably I've forgotten important details. But I think it was th- three people. I think they were missing some some people. I don't know. Sounds not, like they were. Yeah, I'm not very good with details. Well, I, I have a so details. I saw the dwarves play with the red ants at the Trocadero like years ago, like '90s. Um, like kind of when I first moved up to Oakland and. It was amazing because they were the headlining band. There was like a lot of bands. There was like maybe five bands, and there's like co-headlining thing with the Red Ants. Red Ants played. They were great. Dwarves came out. Uh, start playing. No, no guitar player. No he who cannot be named. Just they're playing though. They play. Oh, he was definitely there. When one 
so th- for this show I'm talking about, there's like you know one, two, three songs. Like, oh, that's weird. They like, where's the guitar player? And then like he kind of wanders out on stage, plugs in, and just starts playing. No comment whatsoever. What no nothing is acknowledged that anything about this is in any way extraordinary or odd. Uh, they play like three or four more songs, get into a fight on stage, and leave. And I, I tell you, the entire show was maybe 12 minutes long. And, wow. And this is a yeah. headlining show, and there's like maybe 450 people there to see them. Wow. Yeah, you never know how long it's going to last for. Yeah. It was amazing. I was like, what did I just watch? I we, waited through like, we waited through like six bands one of the first times I saw them. Like, we didn't know them at the time, and I was like really excited to see them. And we waited for it. We, like, we got there way too early. Saw like six bands, waited for all these bands. And like the set lasted like a song and a half and black goat drove into the drum set. And I remember just being like, that was either the greatest thing I've ever seen or I was like kind of upset and then like couldn't decide. Like I was like, was that right. terrible or amazing? Like we just waited for like <laughs> hours that, for like a minute good. and a half of rock and roll. That's right. good art when you're not sure if it's terrible <laughs> or amazing. <laughs> really challenges your preconceptions about what a show <laughs> yeah. is. You're like, I don't know how I feel about this. Okay, we've done our job. <laughs> I think later on we were like, that was awesome. You know, yeah. like later on, but... Initially, it was like a little shocking. I was like, I don't know yet. <laughs> but yeah, um, podcasts are getting better. I can say I say like a lot less in the third and fourth episode. I think I think I think they're a little easier to listen to. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm still so that. I'm still like working on that, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've been doing this for over a year now. Yeah, and uh, you know it's it's better. I've listened to the earlier episodes. It's definitely gotten better. I'm I I generally still flip out when you know when stuff is breaking. But what are you gonna do? Stuff's always breaking. I mean, but do you hear yourself flipping? No, out? no. I, I'm, it's a very controlled flip out. I can just tell okay. in the tone of my voice that I'm inwardly flipping out. But I you know I save it save it for off the air, just like we save the stories for you on the air. So yeah. Okay. Anyway, isn't our show great? Let's talk more about our show while we have Travis <laughs> in the line. Hey, Travis, what do you like about our show? No, isn't it great? actually, I wanted to bring up... I like that you played uh, Drive Like Change. I heard that earlier. That Dude, cool. can you believe that they're playing in freaking Reykjavik, Iceland? That's freaking nuts. Like, I how, didn't know that. Like, I imagine, like, because there's a, those pools, these, like... That, yeah, they're this weekend they're playing. And um, there's those, like, Icelandic pools, mm-hmm. who I think opened for Bjork one tour. <laughs> but they're they're like a hot hot springs or something right like i've seen uh seen some pictures of these springs i just imagine everyone at this show like watching you know do you compute or like if it kills you or something by jehu and like sitting in those pools while it happens and i'm certain that's not the case but i like to imagine in my mind's eye that everyone's kicking in a hot spring while jehu yeah that's happening that's definitely happening i think so i'd like to think so yeah just you know there's no question it just it's it just is it is. Did you get to go to any of those uh, Jehu shows, Travis? The the San Diego or the the um, what they, what they play? They play freaking Coachella or something down there. Some nonsense, right? I didn't see any of them. No, I had friends that went though. Um, I saw pictures. Does that does that count? That that does count. No, yeah. I, I I wasn't I wasn't around for that. I think they played Coachella when I was there, but I was like five miles away at a, like a, another like smaller Coachella type thing that some of the bands on my label played. You, you were like, oh, I didn't actually, had some, had some, I didn't deal with the whole Coachella thing. You didn't have your glow sticks going for like Dead Mouse or whatever it is people do down there. No, I didn't go. I haven't been for a few years. Only every year for a while, and then kind of got a little too big and and all that. Well, I will say this: they, I, they hired me to DJ once and paid me, and after that, I was like, uh, I don't know if I get any better than this, you know. Well, that's did, a good point. Paying me just to get up there and suck. 
Right, yeah. right, right. One was were you was it the situation where, where people even it kind of seems like those events are sort of a parade of self involvement. Like the fact that there are even performers there is somewhat ancillary to the experience for people. And um, well, yeah, that but a lot of people are not um, that they're not deep enough that that they think in that way. Mm. Therefore, like I also think. Okay, good for you. You've gotten to this point. It also just sounds like a drag that, like, hey, let's go out to this freaking hot desert with a bunch of annoying ass people, like, and uh, be charged seven dollars for a bottle of water. Hey, sounds great. Yeah, I'd rather see rock and roll like in a club, like where it starts. That's like yeah, where rock and roll happens. For sure. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, not to say that I haven't seen some good shows, and I actually really like Reading and Leeds and the European festivals, but. More often than not, I'd rather see you know most bands in a, in a club. That's for sure. Well, what what do you think? But is now a... it's more of like you know people kind of go and it sells out before they even announce the bands now. So it's kind of like a different crowd now. You know, people are going just because it's Coachella. Right, and it's like a caricature of what it once was anyway. Because I feel like it became this huge thing that was like trying to be Woodstock maybe even Woodstock from the 90s. And so they were like, oh, here's a bunch, here's a market. Let's like, oh, people like this. Let's like make money off of it. And before it was kind of just like, oh, here's an opportunity to see a bunch of good bands together. And I think it's it's just kind of changed, seems like. Yeah, I can't tell what's that or if I've just gotten older and grumpier and more jaded and seen too many things. I don't know. Probably a combination, you know? Yeah, all of it's plausible, I think. It's probably a little bit of both, or all of the things. Yeah, I'm just kind of the age where, you know, three days is a long time. Like, I need, like, showers, and, you know, so if I don't have, like, you know, like, a whole setup, it's kind of really not worth going. What would be, like, so, Travis... So you're more of a glamper. (laughs) Yeah, a glamper. Is that a thing? Glamping, yeah. I just imagine Flavor Flav going glamping, glamping, cold, cold glamping. <laughs> it's <laughs> glamping is totally a thing. It's people that like go camping out of. A, I guess I am. Yeah. yeah. I guess I am a glamper. They need like a RV and like a grill and showers and stuff. And why, why is it glamp? What's the G? Glamp, glamorous. Glamorous, glamorous camping. camping. Glamping. Oh. I don't know that I've ever been glamorous camping, but if I was going to do camping at this point in my life, that's what i would want to do yeah it's got to be glamorous yeah or you know like your tent is made of some sort of printed fancy material and it's like designer <laughs> <laughs> and you you've really done your research <laughs> i just you know yeah look at photos of things and hashtags and ask questions that's all that's all yeah that's what people do mm-hmm. we, we are the show that does this research on glamping yeah, I've also oh, heard people reversal. say the word. Unfortunately, I'm not that, proud that, of those that people. That is unfortunate. Like, if I heard someone say the word glamping, I'd probably say, "Please don't say that again." <laughs> it was an unfortunate situation, and you know that person is an unfortunate person in my life, and now they're gone. So, it was because of the glamping word. It was because it was like you're banished forever. Yeah. Yep, they they cheered away his banishment. Hey, Travis. So, <laughs> yeah, how, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Have you yeah. learned a lot about glamping so far? Is this is this good? Are you uh, are you loving this glamping you guys, talk? You guys popped my glamping cherry. <laughs> I, I, I've never oh been there gosh. before. 
Can I take credit for that? I popped your glamping cherry. <laughs> I think I said yeah. glamping cherry on a ska bell at Gilman in 97, <laughs> by the way. I didn't even know I had a glamping cherry, but yeah, it's gone now. <laughs> All right. Some yes. <laughs> Accolades in my life. Cool. Um, I wanted to bring up that I read your review of Kendrick Lamar's new record, and I, you know, I've been listening to that a lot. So I, it was, I really appreciated reading that because it made me look at it in a different way too. And then also kind oh, of, thanks. yeah, like I ended up YouTubing um, the, his, that All Right song because I was trying to find a YouTube video of the performance he just did at the BET Awards because I wanted to send it to somebody. Because, I mean, it is amazing and considering the relevance it's like refreshing to see pop culture embracing that sort of thing and that amount of like content and being a fan of hip hop. I'm like, Oh cool. Like, you know, somebody is being different and, and, mm. and somewhat evocative and, you know, like combining a lot of different things. Pushing the envelope maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like probably someone has something to say too. You right. know, it's like, like when I grew up, like to me, like because I've always listened to hip hop, like a lot of hip hop. Like I got into punk rock and hip hop at the same time, so it was like Public Enemy and NWA. So to me, it was like, oh, they hate the police and Black Flag hates the police. It's kind of the same thing. I'm, I'm into that, you know. Yeah. And then, like in the late '90s, early 2000s, hip hop kind of became like almost like cookie cutter. You know, it kind of became all about the club and stuff and kind of checked out for a while on it there and then it's kind of it's, it's refreshing because he, he seems to be like from the same world as like stuff I grew up on like you know like whatever like obviously he's into Tupac and stuff like that and that whole like West Coast like it's just cool because I, I don't know it seems like LA is kind of coming back to lots of oh, good yeah. hip hop with like the Vince Staples record and I don't know I, I listen to a lot of hip hop lately seems yeah. like there's a lot of good hip hop yeah there is a lot out there it's helpful to like be able to find it too like I you know, sometimes that stuff is hidden or sometimes I just, <clears throat> I stopped listening to it because I guess maybe for the same reason it went in a direction that I just couldn't relate to really. And it's, it's yeah, it is the same thing. It's, it's kind of checked out for a number of years and kind of had to backtrack on some stuff I missed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've been kind of recently going through some sort of hip hop revival and like looking up old stuff and listening to it with my coworker at work. And we just like, you know, bump whatever we're, we feel like listening to. And it's kind of like, oh, yeah. Like, I forgot about this side of myself, and I'm so glad that it's back because I grew up in the South where that's predominantly what there is. And sometimes I'll talk about stuff like my knowledge of, I don't know, like Little Wayne or I saw Goody Mob play for free outdoors when I was 17 and, like, all this different stuff. And people are like, you like this music? Like, what? And I'm like, well, everybody likes lots of different stuff. Really? Is that that rare? I feel like I feel like everyone I know like listens to hip-hop and rap, and like that's sort of like just an assumed thing. Is that Was that different? Well, well it's funny now that it's like mainstream, you know, now it's like, now it's, now it's pop, now it's like bigger than anything, you know, that and like electronic music. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe it's kind of like a, well, you don't strike me as a person that would like pop, and it's like, well, it's not that. It's like if you knew me well enough, you would know my roots and, you know, like whatever. It's not about me. I'm just happy to see that 
people are being like evocative in their performance too. Like that's a really important part of being a, a musician and artist to me is like how you perform. And I watched uh, Kendrick Lamar's performance on SNL. That I might yeah, that was that, that was like one of the first things I saw of him too. Like his first yeah, and he was like, it was like I was like, wow, he's like actually good. Like <laughs> that's kind of like when I first checked him out. It was like his first uh, his first first SNL performance yeah it was cool yeah it was really yeah, cool I liked him a lot it was it was really cool my coworker was telling me that that was actually ODB's birthday that he was performing that's why he dressed the way that he did and like had his hair yeah, all yeah the crazy. second time he played yeah, yeah he had those contacts in yeah like, yeah yeah like Method Man or something yeah which I was like oh that's cool like thank thank you for bringing that back or like making that reference or whatever you know like it's pretty it's pretty awesome so it's nice to see like I don't know, your website crossing over to kind of bring that stuff to people's attention too because I feel like we should be a little bit more open to punk or hip-hop or whatever, you know, like don't pigeonhole yourself into not looking at other stuff. Yeah, that's, that's good to hear because I never know, like the same thing, like if it's going to be well-received or, or people care or not and, and stuff like that if I if I talk about things like that because I like all types of music, like, you know, like you said, you wrote a pop music. Like my first record was Madonna's first record, believe it or not. So, oh wow, yeah, like, I love early Madonna. Yeah, early Madonna's <laughs> but, Yeah, I mean, like I, I like yeah. all types of music. Actually, the guitar lines on the, on that first record are kind of amazing. If you like, sit, if you sit down, like listen, like you know, listen to someone that heard, has heard those songs many times over. If you listen to the guitar stuff, like it's kind of ripping. Yeah, it's, it's first good like stuff. two Madonna records are great. I yeah. think they're, they're killer. Into the groove. I guess that's not on the first couple of records, but you know that era. Yeah, I mean that's what I grew up with, especially like having an older sister. Like that's just what I, as a kid, would dance around to, and you know, like have fun to. So I appreciate. It's funny because it's like everything is changing in music all the time, just like with culture. So to assume that like pop isn't good is a pretty like. I don't know. I don't like a lot of it, but that's for my own reason. Like, I'm definitely open to seeing something that's different and and looking at it like, oh, okay, like this is actually good for these reasons for me. So it's yeah, like anything. If it's if it's done well, it's gonna be good, you know. Like anything, you know. Well, good is Great. good. I mean, it's sort of like it doesn't really matter, you know. Like, like I grew up like thinking country music was like you know impossible to be good, and then like you know. In my early 20s, like, I figured out, oh, wait, the Rolling Stones are country, and then, like, you know, got into Graham Parsons and the Flying Burrito Brothers, and it was like, shit, I guess I like country, you know? I was like, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, and it's sort of... I grew, up in, I grew up in, like, Idaho, where, like, you know, the cool kids in my high school was in, like, Garth Brooks and shit, so I was I was turned off to, like, pop country early. You were So you were not, in fact, doing the boot scoot boogie then? No, but that was, like, <laughs> surprisingly, like, I was, like, into, like, Minor Threat and Black Flag, and kids would, like, make fun of me for wearing those shirts, and it was, oh, like, course, no, yeah. you don't get it. Like, I'm way cooler than you. You don't understand this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I think we... It's like, it was, like, confusing to me as a kid. It was, like, no, I'm into the good shit. You guys are lame. Like, do it. It was, like, a whole thing. It was, like me and like one other punk kid at my school so and i think we talked about that the last time we had you on too that i had a very similar upbringing you know it was a very uh you know kind of uh like people that like look at you with derision and pity for like being into something that is not you know just safely mainstream 
and just like not even understanding or seeking to understand it or even like accepting that there would be anything beyond what everyone else listens to that would be acceptable or like interesting. And I mean, to me, it's sort of the spirit of punk rock is, is sort of, it isn't a codified set of rules or, you know, a a genre per se. It's, it's a a method of thinking of like, okay, well find what's awesome and then don't ever represent weak shit. And I don't know. Like, I think that that's something that your, your site buddy head lifestyle brand has espoused over the years. And it's interesting to see this, this current metamorphosis into uh, what you got going on with a now and in the world of uh, social media and clickbait and, all this, all this stuff like that. It's, it's, it's interesting. Is, 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 is this something that you know with the current stuff you're doing with Buddyhead? Is this a, are you, are you actively trying to like change for the times, or is it just like whatever you're into now? Is that the thing? Uh, I don't. It wasn't really like it's just something that like a couple of my friends have been trying to get me to do for like years. Like they're like, you should do a podcast. You should do a podcast. And I was honestly just like, thought I was too busy and was just really scared of the whole idea of it though eventually i just kind of caved into it and it's, it's just something that kind of happens like it's, it's been something i've been thinking about doing for fucking years but i've just never you know really done it just for whatever reason just been lazy or scared or whatever and it's just something that's happening and uh yeah it's, it's just been fun to do really and i've just kind of figured like with all the people i know like i'll just i'll just burn through and use all my friends and kind of just use all my contacts and get people to come on the show and see if anyone cares. And, you know, so far the response has been cool. It's been surprising that people are listening to it. And, like, just, you know, the first couple episodes, I was like, man, these are pretty terrible. And, like, the fact that anyone's listening to them is, like, kind of mind-blowing to me. So <laughs> just, I, I'm not good at it yet, you know. Like, I'm getting better every time I do it, that's for sure. But, um, <laughs> you know, it was like, oh, okay, if people like this, then the like is it gets better, I guess, you know. So I just kind of figured... I'll just use all my friends and, you know, and then after that, go from there, you know? Well, and it's sort of like it's easy to look at that kind of thing through the eyes of someone that's that's coming at it very critically and coming at it from someone that's close to it. But, I mean, it's it's also interesting that, and one of the reasons, you know, that, that people have come to me for, for this show and they have said that this show is op- occupies an interesting space because it covers stuff that you, you know, you wouldn't hear on other bigger shows or something along those lines. And you, it gets an insight that is not the same as, like, you're going to get a different kind of appearance from going on sound opinions than you are Protonic Reversal. You know, it's going to be a completely yeah. different sort of feel. And I think that you certainly established yourself as a voice that's, you know, not afraid to cut through the BS, so to speak and get right down to the glampy center of things. And <laughs> I think that that's a, that's, yeah, that's a good thing. It's you're well poised to, uh, do some really cool stuff with it. I'm, I'm looking forward to checking out the rest of the episodes. I think it's, uh, I think yeah, it's I mean, when it comes down to it, like I'm honestly just like a giant fan of music. So it's really just kind of an excuse to like call people and talk about cool shit and like kind of get their stories. Like, you know, a couple nights ago, like, I called Dwayne from the Jesus Wizard and talked to him for an hour, you know, and it's like, it's cool, you know? It's like, I, I like that kind of shit, so it's like, you know, if someone else wants to listen to it, awesome, you know, I'll keep doing it. It's been fun so far, so. Well, and it's... So, yeah, it's just so... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, please, by all means, continue. I, I actually don't know what I was going to say, so. <laughs> so... So, about glamping. Uh <laughs> No, Whoa. no, it's it's it, there's a lot of things that I think you can get out of people that it just comes naturally out of conversation. You don't have to necessarily have like a uh, 
all right, well, the next question is, you know, kind of like format. And, you know, obviously I'm a big fan of the conversational topics. And I think you can get into some neat stuff. I mean, that's how we had Chris Fry from Porchon, right? And he's been on the show four or five times. And we have him on for the 50th episode. That turns out he's cousins with uh, the Carter family. And uh, remember <laughs> That's that? That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. And June Carter's kid, uh, John Jr., like, what, what he like clocked him at like a, a family get together or I something along wow. those lines. Yeah. And I was like, how the, how the hell did I not know this? Like, I've known, come on, you've been, you don't lead with that story the first time you come on, but he's never thought of it because it was something, you know, it's, didn't think yeah. About and that sometimes often. people like, <clears throat> sometimes people, depending on their personality type you have to kind of like draw certain things out of them which is it's unfortunate in certain situations it's like having someone that you know you just is a motor mouse so to speak it's like okay great like you'll probably just tell me lots of stuff right like if we ever have henry owens on we can pretty much just like you know kick back and like take a nap while he talks for a while because i love the guy but he never stops talking and it's you know hey it's it's sometimes that that's awesome. You know, Mike Watts the same sort of way, and you can just like whatever he's saying. It's you just kind of like point him in a direction and just watch him go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and it also there's lots of different factors involved, but I yeah I hear you on that like podcast being scary thing because I've been thinking about starting my own separate thing, and it's kind of like do I have time for that and. What does that entail? Like, do I, is it commitment? Like, what? Why haven't I done this already? It's really like, it's a little overwhelming to think about. I could see wait, like thinking about it for a while, even years. Yeah, I've been trying to do a lot of things that I've been putting off. Like, I'm, I'm finally doing like a photography site portfolio. Like, well, I, what, what, what? I know what initiated all this. I got a new Mac, so it kind of allowed me to do. Sure, a podcast, yeah. and so once I got that, I was like, okay, I got to do all these things that you know I've been telling myself I'm going to do. You know, I've been at a photography website forever, and fuck it, I'll do a podcast too. So that, and it's just you know the fact that it is scary. Like it's kind of cool to get to get better. Like I, I hadn't the reason I was so scared is I hadn't done an interview in years, so it was like you know just kind of like getting back on that horse and like you know getting back into the groove of like asking, you know, a question after another and stuff, you know, it's got, you know, there's like an art to it, you know, so there's definitely kind of like art. getting good at it again, you know? Yeah, there's definitely like an I, art. I interviewed Andrew WK the other night and that was yeah. like the first person that I didn't really know. Like, I mean, I know him, but like, we're not like friends. Like, Peter Slime played like five shows with him, you know, so that, that's how I know him, you know, but I, I interviewed him because he's friends with my friend Hardwar and, you know, he's obviously like, uh, like I'm actually not that great. You know, I don't know much about his music. I'm not like a fan of his music, but I'm a fan of him. He seems like a genuinely nice dude, and yeah. you know, he's a he's a real fan of music. So that was kind of like a challenge in itself, just because he was like the first dude that I wasn't like friendly with. You know, that I didn't already have like a rapport with, kind of. You know, so that was. It's kind of it's good to do things that you're scared of. You know, I think I'm trying to do damn right. Trying to do more of those. Good for I'm you. Trying to grow. Trying to grow up a yeah. little bit. Yeah. You know. Hell yeah. So, I that's guess that's great. where I'm at. No, I think that's that's really important. I actually had a couple talks about that just recently, just about how it's it's good to you know get outside your comfort zone and kind of push yourself to all right, let's see how this shakes out. You know, and we'll- accept the possibility <laughs> of failure, or you know, like things not maybe not failure. That sounds really dramatic. <laughs> accept but the possibility of failure. <laughs> that should be a sound clip. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's exciting. You know, you're like, this could totally suck. You know, it's gonna be like the worst thing I've ever done. You know, yeah. could, like, you like listen to his voice, fucking retarded. That's that, that, that's exactly. <laughs> those are almost verbatim the thoughts that I had uh, for making the first Secret Friends record. 
do it like, well, oh. everyone might totally hate this, and I guess that's okay. Let's just see how this goes. Yeah, and then I mean, like, I, I feel guess... like I feel like that's where you got to go, you know, where it's where it's scary. No, absolutely, and that's otherwise. Yeah. And also, otherwise, what happens? You know? Have you gotten feedback from people about your podcast yet? Yeah, it's been it's been surprisingly all positive. I, th- I think I. I think I asked you to put me in touch with Andrew of UK, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Yeah, I can do that. He's That's a great you're, dude. You're man. welcome, he, by the way. He was he was so like, you know, I can totally do that. He was great, man. He was like excited to do it. Like, you know, I didn't know. Cool. And he was he was really like, you know, what's the word? Uh, he really like made sure that like we got in, like sent his tour manager, like made cool. sure we were cool, like we weren't on the list. And he like apologized. Like he was like, you know. He was he was he was a great dude, and he That's was like awesome. generally excited to like sit down and like, you know, he didn't have to, you know, after the show, you know, went yeah. back in there and talked to him, and he was like, let's let's talk about music. He was he was cool, man. I like that That's guy. That's awesome. I you know? I've, I've heard that. It generally that about seems him. like he like really cares, you know. That's cool. Right? Yeah. Definitely. It definitely seems like he's not, you know, he's not faking that. Like he did a record awesome. with Nardwar, you know. It's like he didn't have to do that. Yeah, right. that's really awesome. I've heard that about him. I just remembered actually that he's playing in San Francisco tomorrow night. I what? think at um, ten fifteen Folsom. I want to say somewhere. Oh man, I'm going to big business. Damn. Yeah, he's playing with this band, Useless Eaters, who was the old like the old band of the OCs, but now uh, John John Dwyer moved to LA, so it's like they have mm-hmm. a new band and they're really good. But yeah, they're playing what are they somewhere. Called? Useless Eaters. <laughs> huh. I'll check it out. Yeah, you should check them out. They're really good. They, I saw them play. Yeah, everyone's moving to L.A., huh? Everyone is moving to L.A., like everyone. L.A. or Brooklyn. It's like a mass exodus. It's really I weird. feel like everyone's moving from New York and San Francisco to L.A. That's what it seems like. Yeah, yeah. It's, inter- it's weird. It's Well, it's not that weird. Everyone's getting priced out over here. I don't know what's going on in New York, but it's just like it's... it's Same much, thing. You know, it's, it's like the Borg has taken over... San Francisco, pretty much, and the host entity is slowly being choked out. Yeah. How long have you lived in L.A., Travis? Since 1998, so, like, a long time, like 20 years. Yeah, that's, like, OG status. (laughs) I've lived there longer than anywhere else, that's for sure. That's cool. At this point. I I like L.A. a lot. I'm back there in August, so I'm excited about that. I've been in Washington for a few months. Okay, writing cool. a book and uh, kind of trying to get shit done and stuff. So I, I was going to ask if you were ready to be back in LA. I was going to ask if you were haunting the uh, set of Twin Peaks, maybe since they're making new episodes of that. But <laughs> I haven't been. Are he's, they filming that up there? <laughs> yeah, they are actually. Yeah, he's, he's the log lady. <laughs> the log lady I had to be recast. It's actually it's actually Travis Keller in the uh, third season. <laughs> He has a wig. Don't worry. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. I'd be way into that. Actually, is the log lady back in it? I, I don't know. I, I, they yeah. haven't. They've been really tight-lipped about it. Like I, I haven't heard anything. All I know is that Lynch directed and wrote it, and you know. I'm, While you're yeah, up yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. The log lady back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's cool. Where's the freaking log lady, dude? If you could do a little reconnaissance, Travis, and go find out for us and report back, yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. <laughs> I'm actually not a big David Lynch fan at all. Really. But what? I do I do like Twin Peaks. No, I honestly don't think you can make, like, a normal movie. Like, I hate Dune. I think it's one of the worst movies ever. I think some of those movies are, like, literally some of the worst movies. Like, no one agrees with me on this, but... 
Do you I'm feel not like, a big David Lynch is it, fan. Is it too like campy, cheesy, or well, too Dune, weird? Dune's got all kind of. Problems. I just don't think yeah. he can make like a linear story. Like I don't, I don't, oh, okay. I don't think it's like a shtick. Like I think it's just like he's not confident. Like that's my vibe. Like that, that's that what I get sense. from those movies. Right. I mean, like I like Blue Velvet and like Mulholland Drive. Is interesting, I guess, but I haven't seen it in ten years. I don't know. That's Isn't that the one with Marilyn Manson? I think so, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I think it's Lost Highway, isn't it? Oh, whatever. No. Mm. Oh, Lost Highway, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, Mulholland yeah, yeah, Drive yeah. is one for, like, they all switch characters. Yeah. I, I actually saw Mulholland Drive with my parents, and it was so uncomfortable. It was, like, the worst <laughs> movie. And my mom <laughs> looked over to me at the end and was like, I've never seen two women kiss before. Oh it was God. insane. <laughs> so awkward. It was, like, the most uncomfortable movie I could have taken them to. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, let's go. T- hey, Mom, let's go down and see the new David Lynch movie. <laughs> Yeah. No, don't worry. I, I don't watched... think I've seen my parents in like six years or something either. Like, because I moved out of my house when I was like 17 and just didn't talk to my parents. And I think that was like, that was like me reconnecting with my parents at David Lynch movie. Yeah. Oh. Great idea. Hey, uh, for Mother's Day, I'm going to take you out to Eraserhead. It's going to be great. It'll be all aces. <laughs> I can <laughs> There's relate. a great mutant baby, and it's an abortion simile. It's great. I watched 40-Year-Old Virgin with my dad, so I can relate to how awkward. (laughs) What's wrong with you guys? What are you up? (laughs) It wasn't planned. (laughs) It just kind of happened. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I didn't know that, like, he decided we're going to watch this movie. And I was like, okay. Oh, this is awkward. I really (laughs) think I was 18. I'm not sure. But anyways, I get you on the David Lynch thing. That that movie, Lost Highway, I actually watched it recently for the first time, and I was so confused. I've never actually been that confused during a movie because I'm pretty good at figuring out what's happening, even the subtleties of mm. movies. And I was just like, oh, this is interesting. And then my, my housemate explained to me, like, what he was interpreting and like what you were i guess he was actually that movie is about the oj simpson trial which i didn't know that nor had i See, i feel like people just like make up their own shit for that <laughs> stuff like i've had people tell me that shit too. like i had a girlfriend that was like huge david lynch fan and like she would say shit like that and i was just like you're pulling this out of your ass like he doesn't know what he's doing <laughs> although i did like the like what's in the mohol and drive the fucking dudes with the air tanks the like guys in the back room they're supposed to be like the hollywood people that was oh funny. yeah 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 the creepy dudes yeah yeah uh oh man it's been a, it's been a hot minute i can't remember well that was supposed to be a tv show too mahal and drive that was actually he was like he, like he was making an, it was like the pilot for a series and then it ended up um like the series didn't come together, so he's made into a movie which is why there's all these like weird there's i even, feel like that's like with everything with him he's like fuck it we'll do this <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but it I don't doesn't know. have to make sense. I mean, I've never, I've never really gotten him. Maybe it's me, you know. It could be me. It's probably you, I, but it's I, also probably maybe him. it's over my head. It's probably I like him pretty too. dumb shit. So, well, like what? Probably me. Like what? What movie? What's your favorite movie? Name them in order. Go. What's your favorite scary movie? What's What's my favorite scary? I don't really like scary. I mean, I do like scary movies. No, but, no, movie. Just, uh, just movie. It doesn't have to be a scary movie. I was joking. My favorite movie. Wow, I don't know. Okay, that's, you can you can one. get I, back I to really us. like movies. Oh, you can't pick one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. My favorite movie. I, I really like movies. <laughs> is American Beauty. American Beauty is a good one. Yeah, that's solid. It's a good one. I mean, I it's like hard. It's hard to pick one. You don't have to pick just one, and you don't have to answer that right this moment. You can I like sci-fi one. movies a lot. 
What's your favorite I sci-fi? sci-fi? Like recent sci-fi movie, I really like Prometheus, which I know no one else oh, likes. Oh, I like that I, movie. I thought, I thought it was fucking I it, amazing. I thought it was really good too. I I like the ending. I mean, I thought it was great. I thought that was cool how it like tied in like the ship crashed and it was like the same way it wasn't aliens. Like I went and watched Alien again. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I like I like that dude's movies. Blade Runner's rad. I like all that stuff. How that do you feel stuff. about Interstellar? I hated it. Oh, it was like yes. two hours too long. <laughs> okay, you are my favorite person to interview. Like I was so bored during that movie. Oh like I gosh. wanted to like it because I love anything with like space or spaceships or yeah. time travel or yeah, any of that too. shit. Like yeah. I'm psyched on that stuff. Yes, that's my favorite shit. I. But then again, like I like like weird shit too. Like I love like I love like old Jodorowsky's like weird shit. You know? Yeah, I actually All, really. Uh, he did a Holy Mountain, El-Tobo right? Yeah, El Tobo. Holy Mountain. Yeah, I love that movie. But that's different. Like Interstellar is a dumbed down version of quantum physics that is like for the kind of like mass audience. Yeah, where I didn't watch it. I I was dude when the shit fell off the bookshelf. I like literally. It was like I was just like, oh, really? Like it was like, <laughs> yeah. oh I, my god, really? I was like yelling at the screen. Like this is fucking bullshit. Was, that was so dumb. My favorite part. I, I, yeah, I must. And I like that director too. He's done some cool shit. It's the guy that did Memento. Is that right? The wait. Yeah, that movie's cool. And yeah. I think didn't he do? Uh, didn't he do uh, Star Trek? Which I never liked the Star Trek movie before he did it. Oh yeah, talk, uh, the the new ones you're talking about. The new the, ones, uh, JJ Abrams. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, say, yeah. The, the Lost Wars. guy. <laughs> like, the wait, show what's that's his cl- name. Lost the, was terrible though. The TV show. I yeah. watched Lost. Dude. I watched Lost this year, which was crazy because like the whole time I was on tour with Nine Inch Nails, like everyone in the band was like obsessed with it and like trying to get me to watch it. And I remember watching like a couple episodes and being like, "This is garbage. I'm not watching this." And I heard about it for like years and then this year i watched like the whole thing like in a month and it was so bad i couldn't stop watching because i had to see like how bad the end was so and so it was bad so two but i did watch the whole thing two borderline three things on that i think the first season is is great but then it's very clear that they have no fucking idea what they're going to do with that story like the first two episodes are awesome. Yeah, like it the starts season, off yeah, great. Pretty good, and then it's just like it's almost like they just wanted to keep it going, and then they went so far they couldn't go back. <laughs> like oh yeah, and they were and they were like making nothing, money. Nothing like lines up. It's so bizarre. Like there's like things they bring up that don't mean anything, and you think they do. And there's all these characters yeah. that like suddenly start acting totally unlike what their character would do, just because it suits like whatever it is that they're trying to accomplish. That in like just. And it's so clearly they're like, oh, we've got a plan for all this. Like, you have no plan. There is no plan involved <laughs> here. And so what I said, and this is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna go to go on a record and say this is probably my favorite tweet of all time that I did. And this is pretty early on on Twitter because back when uh, Lost was, was Indian, I said, like, <laughs> the, the, the very, I can't remember exactly how I put it, but it's something along the lines of the very end of Lost, they're going to zoom out from the island. It's going to be the shape of a gigantic middle finger pointed at the audience. <laughs> <laughs> I just, the whole time I was watching Got a lot of responses really, on that like, one. I watch the whole thing. Like, I couldn't imagine, like, suffering through watching that every week, like, thinking it was going to, like, line up, and then, like, waiting a whole week. Like, I can't believe people did that for years. Yeah. It's like an it's abusive relationship. They're <laughs> like, this is going to change It is just like an abusive relationship, yeah. So, it's like an experiment gone wrong. So it's like that, that economic term, right? It's called sunk costs. 
And the idea being that you you get to the point where, oh, I've invested so much into this that I have to stick with it because I've invested so much into it. And otherwise, that investment doesn't mean anything. Right. That's why I have a really hard time committing to TV shows because I, I mean, if I can binge watch it somehow, that's fine with me. But if I, like, have to commit to watching it every week and waiting, I guess maybe that's, like, a change of the times thing. Because I used to watch X-Files religiously every week when I was a kid. And now I'm like, I don't know if I could really commit to that. Perhaps. You had a lot more time back then. I had more time and less commitment issues, probably. <laughs> Travis, I got a question from, uh, question from Twitter. Uh, you're being, you're being asked why you hate ska. Why do I hate ska? Because of white people. It's like, <laughs> it's like yes. I, I love reggae and dub, and it's like another example of white people just like taking something and like bastardizing it and making it shitty. Because it sucks. There's no soul. I mean, granted, I like like the specials and like certain. I guess I guess there's elements of it. I don't know. I just when I was a kid and the people that were into ska, it was always like I thought at first less than Jake was ska. You know. I mean, I guess I guess they are, but like I guess I hit like third wave ska first. So it was like, this is the worst thing I've ever heard. It was just like really fast. <laughs> you know, it's like, I hate really fast ska. Like when it kicked into like punk, like punk ska is like one of the worst combinations of musical genres, I think. Yeah. So like, you, like that. There, there's so many reasons I hate ska. Like that voodoo glow because skull sort soul. of thing. Yeah, that's. Yes. Uh, yeah, they are literally one of the, thank you. Yeah. It's that's pretty, a very it's, good example. It's pretty rotten. <laughs> that's that's a completely reasonable <laughs> response. But yeah. I did have a friend that was like, honestly, like when I was growing up and I was like 15 or 16, like I do like certain ska. Like I had a friend that was in the first wave ska. Like he actually had like the, the, the dress code and stuff. He was actually kind of funny. He was like the only ska guy in town. <laughs> and he made me a couple tapes and like, like I like like early ska and like because of that I got into like dub and like like I like reggae and shit like that, you know. But uh, but yeah. Well, what about uh, dancehall? I'm not into dancehall music. Not really. No. Not really. Once it once it gets like to the to the 80s, I'm not really down with that. Yeah, that's. I mean, some of that, I guess. You know, I can't say I don't like all of it, but you know, yeah, not really, not really my jam. Like, I like those. Uh, 100%, 200%, 300% dynamite comps. They're like Trojan comps, I think. Oh, yeah, sure. And uh, they're like first wave dub, second wave dub. But like once you get to like 300, I kind of check out because they go all the way to 600 and I think they turn into dance hall. And that's not really my jam. Hmm. What else do you think sucks? But, uh, <laughs> what else do I think sucks? Yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I like that everyone thinks I think, sit around and think about what sucks. Like, <laughs> no, I'm just a really big fan of music and I know what I like. Like uh, it's funny, you got Travis funny. Keller on again, and he was just sitting there talking what about how much sucks? everything sucks. It's just uh, it's, he's, he seems to just think a lot about it. What I don't know. sucks? Let me well, try was... to answer that. What sucks? Was... Lincoln Park side project back. That sucks. Oh my god. <laughs> Fort Minor. Even that sentence that's sucks. Back. That's terrible. Oh my god. Ugh. Jesus. Well, it's called uh, Fort Fort Minor. Is that a place? Yeah. Called Fort. I don't Awful. know what it is. <laughs> it's a. I don't know. <laughs> like, don't put it's too like much thought into it. It's like what bad hip hop sounded like in the early '90s, though. You know, it's like by white guys. <laughs> what everyone was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are. You'd be surprised. Oh God. Yeah. Good for those people. 
They that, can stay yeah. together somewhere. That's in why I'm just like the meteor can't strike fast enough as soon as I hear shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was natu- National Meteorite Day or something like Asteroid Day. It was Asteroid Are you day. making this up? Is this a real no, thing? No, oh. it, it's a real thing. There's a website. No, that's a website, day. so it's definitely a real and thing. And it's dedicated to protecting the Earth from asteroids. I'm the not, website I'm is. I'm not kidding. That's, yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah. That is a good thing. I just was surprised that I some I found it because Bill Nye tweeted about it. <laughs> and I was like, what's what's Bill Nye talking about? I like Bill Nye. <laughs> anyway. I'm excited for the Pluto thing, like whenever that is wait, coming up. Wait, explain Pluto thing? What? Huh? The like, satellite that we sent out like years oh, ago. Like, oh, yeah. You know, almost the Pluto. They're going to do, like, a thing where they, like, you know, live stream Pluto or some shit. You know, you can check out Pluto. <laughs> that's cool. That would be, that should be the tagline. We're going to live stream Pluto or some shit. And that's, that's <laughs> I think they the... do. <laughs> I think they do. I'm not making that up. <laughs> that is the title. It probably is. You know, because no one cares. They do. People they should, photos, <laughs> you know? People should care more about Pluto. <laughs> they should. It's, like, not even a planet anymore, right? Is that correct? Yeah, I like think a, you got demoted, yeah. That's pretty like invalidating. A, I, I don't know why, and I wish I did. Yeah, Pluto must I, feel pretty like ins- insufficient. I, I I do know why, but it's it's <laughs> not it's not worth mentioning. No one like Well you said that, <laughs> so you have to, to say the rest now. Uh, no I don't. Uh, tell, I, tell, let's as fascinating this topic is, let's uh let's, let's talk a little bit. Got, there's some <laughs> there's some records coming out on the uh, oh, let me turn off the I cosmos. do have some records coming out. Let me turn off the cosmos theme song, sorry. Um. Yeah. So. So. What's this? Uh. You got this. Uh. Was it? What, how do you say this? This name. Jack. Jack Gallier. Jacques Goulet. What is it? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Jack Gallier. Okay. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> you got this. Uh. Jack Gallagher record, right? That's the. <laughs> no, it's like Jacqueline. You know. Okay. Okay. Oh. Okay. Like oh. Jacqueline. You know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. She's uh she's From, on uh she's she's English. She's on Alan McGee's label, his new label. The guy that did Creation, signed Oasis, and uh, My Bloody Valentine and all that. He has a new label, and she's on it. So she did a couple singles with me, and those came out yesterday, actually. Nice. So, We're gonna hear a little bit from that later in the show. We got a got got one of those. I was listening to that earlier. It's good stuff. Yeah, she's killer. She's killer. Yeah, I got a bunch of stuff coming out. Actually, the label is kind of like ramping up. Um, it's kind of actually a lot. To, to wrap my head around because it's, it's been a few years it's been kind of slow but uh got a record coming out by this band blood candy from los angeles um girl singer girl drummer girl bass player dude on guitar um kind of sound like jesus and mary chain or something like that they play shows like the warlocks and stuff like that okay they're all really young and psyched on life which is cool and nice to be around so I'm excited about them. Joe Cardamone from Nature's Line, my best friend, did their record. Sounds great. Very um, nice. And I have a double vinyl coming out by this kid, Andrew Reinhardt. And like he just did a video with Geneva Jacuzzi. And I don't know, it's like, sounds kind of sounds like Blackheart Procession or some shit like that, you know? It's indie rock, I guess you'd say. But, but uh, high quality indie rock. <laughs> And uh, it's, what else it's I important what else? to, to you know differentiate high quality indie rock because well indie yeah. rock is kind of a scary genre you yeah. know for me at least there's not a lot that I dig on but well, nowadays, I, I guess that's what I would classify it like that it's changed I guess a you lot. could call it alternative maybe you could but then I'd have to punch you 
So uh, <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah. Can we can we get you two in the same room so that you can? <laughs> dude, every time I go down there, he's like, "Oh, dude, I'm over in Washington on the Twin Peaks set. I'm the new log lady." Like, <laughs> uh, I'll be back in I'll be back in two months, man. All right, we all right. should plan uh, a trip to I'll, LA. I'll, I actually told Blag I'm gonna come hang out in San Francisco because that sounds like having him show me around the city would be amazing. So when I do that, I'll I will come by. I want to see like what what a real radio studio looks like. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> We're oh, in a room yeah. with no windows, I just yeah. have to say. So it's 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 pretty thrilling, let me tell you. I'm uh, sure. So you you also got a um, having nothing to do awesome, let's do that, by the way. Uh and you got this uh, Andrew Reinhardt record? I do. Too. That's coming out at the end of summer. Um he just finished up his record. If you search for him on Bandcamp, he's like, you can name your own prize for a couple of the DPs, stuff like that, which has some of the songs in the record. So that won't last long, so check that out. And let's see, what else do I have? Shat has been sending me new songs, which is amazing that the, the joke is still going 15 wow. years later after we put out the first record. Yeah. I get uh, demos of him, you know, playing naked and... He sent me a video the other day of just him mowing the lawn and naked, which was wow. shocking. That is shocking. he's like a big dude. Yeah, <laughs> I woke up to that the other day. It's unlike any other band on the label that I deal with. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> You're all naked videos, mowing the lawn. Okay. Yeah, he's amazing, though. That's he's cool. amazing. Yeah, I have that, and I think we're going to do an Ickersline single, because they have a new record coming out, actually, on Sony, and Agitated in the U.K., and so I'm going to do, like, a single with them just because they're, they're my buddies. And fuck. I know I'm forgetting something. What else did I send you? What else uh, you got? There's a lot. Um, I know. I sent you way too many songs. Huh? <sighs> no, there's never enough. I, I, you put the effort in, man. It's, it's, it's something the more guests should do. <laughs> well, that You did bring up an interesting point, though. Shat, how, how in the world did you get hooked up with that guy? Like, what, what, what's that all about? I guess might be the well. Question. We were friends with the Dillinger Escape Plan, and he was their bass player. And like we, they were friends of ours. Whenever they come to LA, like we even toured with them a few times. The Acresline did, and they were in LA once, and they're like, "Dude, you got to hear what our bass player does." Like spare time, and they gave us like a CD, and it was like this inside joke forever. And then we were like, "Well, of course we'll put it out. That's funny." And uh, then after we put it out, like it, it kind of almost like encouraged him, and. <laughs> <laughs> which is either, depending on how you look at it, like a good thing or a bad thing. And that went from him, like, you know, playing, you know, once in a while with, like, a couple members that don't escape plan on guitar and drums to, like, a full-blown band of, you know, grown men mostly naked with, like, dildo mohawks. And, like, you know, it became this whole thing because we, like, encouraged it, basically. And, you know, now I put out, like, three records and a live record. <laughs> and it's, like, 15 right. years later, and I still think it's funny. And and it's our biggest seller on the label, which is kind of depressing. <laughs> what? But kind of amazing. Yeah, the best story I ever have about Shad is, like, we did this, like, I don't even remember a year. Maybe, like, 2005, we did, like, a South by Southwest. And we had, like, all of our bands play one show, and we're, like, didn't really know if Shad would fit. And we were kind of, like, nervous about it. And we booked him like across town his own show and like our show was fine it was great we had like five band play like we did that and then i remember i it was like my first date with this girl 
and I didn't even oh, think man. I took her to see Shat. <laughs> and first of all, we get there, and there's like 600 people, and it's like sold out. And we're like, who are these people? Because like none of our friends were there. We didn't know anybody. It wasn't like the other show where we knew most of the people. It was like it was like wrestling fans or something, and it was like sold out. And <laughs> the girl that I brought was the only girl in the whole place. Oh, and he wow. has a song called Show Your Tits, and he saw her and like had like a spotlight, like a 15,000 oh, no. camera watt spotlight, and he was like spotlighting her oh, as he sang no. Show Your Tits. Oh, and I was no. just like, oh, this girl is never going to talk to me again. And, you know, actually we went out for like three years after that, but <laughs> that was like a test. It was like, this is what I do, you know? It was like, yeah, this, this, this is the is world you're entering. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It was like, how do you feel about this? <laughs> but yeah, that was like, kind of a, a rough first date but it went over better than I thought you know so what do you know well there you go that's uh <laughs> alright some things are meant to be <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, and it's sort of like it's hard to tell with chat for me, is it like just? It seems like it's it's jokey, but like it's like almost Andy Kaufman esque of like let's just okay. see exactly how offensive well, here's it the can thing. be. He's like an old punk dude. Like he was like an M O M O D and S O D, like Stormtroopers of Death. Like he was like in those bands, and right. then he was in L A. and he was actually in a band, believe it or not, called Mind Eraser. And at the time, was at a party, and a sniper started shooting at the party, and he got shot in the head. What? Bullet his head? <laughs> no, I swear to God. And they told no. him he'd like never. You could, there, I actually have a because uh, I didn't believe him when I first met him about this. Um, but he showed me the newspaper article about it. That like his name and everything. He says he got shot in the head, and he still has a bullet in his head. Told him he never walk again or talk again or play anything. And he obviously you know relearned how to do all that stuff. But he's basically like you know a forty year old with like you know the mental. Uh, he's like a fourteen year old basically. You know he's like hanging out with a giant baby basically and. He thinks about sex all the time, and he's kind of, like, at that 14-year-old level on everything. I mean, he's an amazing dude, and he's, like, he will kill anybody that, like, talks shit about me. <laughs> like, that's the best part about him is, like, when any time any... Because he's, like, six foot four, he looks like a big football player. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a big like, dude. Anyone yeah. that's not into me, he, he, he wants to kill them. Like, he's amazing. He's like family. But, wow. uh, but yeah, like, that's the thing is he knows it's funny, but all that shit is, like, from the heart. Like, he, like, really is, like, he. that's what's so great about it is when you see it, he's, like, so passionate. It's not, like, he's not, like, doing it to be funny. He's doing it because he has to, you know? Like, like he'll think of things, like, and then I remember when I first met him, I'm like, you know, how did you write these songs? And he's like, well, I was walking along, and I stepped in shit. And I was like, fuck, I stepped in shit. And I was like, that's a song. <laughs> and so, you know, and and every song is, like, if you haven't heard Chat, it's like a, you know, you know the song 15 seconds in. Some are only 15-second right, right. songs, but they're basically just choruses. And, uh, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, like, from the heart for him. Like, you know, if she has a kid, you know she sucks. Like, that's, that's like, the deepest shit he's ever thought of, you know? That's amazing. But, uh, that's actually... But, yeah, for us, it was, uh, like, we used to listen to it on tour all the time because there's, like, you know, on the one record we put out, there's 69 songs, and they're all, like, 30-second songs, and... You know, when you're in a van with five dudes, that's, like, kind of your sense of humor anyway, you know? You kind of drop down to 14-year-old level. So that was always what we'd listen to on, like, long drives and stuff. And then eventually we were, like, we got to put this out. And uh, I've actually heard a lot of other bands listen to that on tour, <laughs> which is funny. That's amazing. <clears throat> I didn't realize that backstory. That's pretty <laughs> That's pretty It's intense, relevant. yeah. yeah well... he's, he's an anomaly, for sure. Like, he, he's a trip. Like, talking to him and like 
she like even just like last week she like i was like why aren't you on twitter anymore he's like i forgot my password I was like, okay, well, <laughs> you know, you likes, can, like, request yeah, it and shit. Yeah, well, it's she, not like... like you, it out and, like, got on there, and it was, like, his last post was, like, four or five years ago or something. Wow. <laughs> and his first post was, like, they should call it Twatter. You know, it was, like, <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're friends with this guy. That's well, awesome. Well, because my, my introduction to him is suddenly, like, well, and I appreciated this, that... Uh, on the buddy head site it was just treated like chat news was treated as just as important as like you know fred durst or like you know anything <laughs> yeah, like it was yeah. treated was like, like with equal thing. importance yeah and uh, i yeah, thought that was we, amazing. Were, we, we were like as big as we were just like this guy is amazing like you know like when we first met him and so we were always just like we and 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 he would be everywhere because half the time he was on tour with the Dillinger space Island, and they were always on tour so you know if it were south by southwest or whatever he would be there so we would just be like yep chat's playing like because Chat would usually just, like, play before Dillinger Escape Plan or, like, wherever we were. Like, we even took him on a European tour, and Chat did not go over well in Germany with the language barrier, I'll tell you that. Like, <laughs> they were just like, what the fuck is this? You know, like, a bunch of half-naked dudes, you know, singing about poop and shit. You know, they just, like, didn't get the joke, you know, so. Well, serves them right, I mean, you know. That's kind of, Yeah, I mean... but it, it was always kind of a nice, like, you know, balance for the label, like, I think we put the Shat record out at the same time we put out Radio Vago, which was like a five-girl lesbian band, like post-punk, you know? So it was like, kind of like balanced things out. They, they kind of like made each other okay. It was like, yes, we have this really misogynistic dude, <laughs> but we also have an all-girl lesbian post-punk band. So it's okay, right? <laughs> <laughs> We've covered all of our bases. <laughs> That's good, right, guys? Right? I think it's I think, kinda... it, I think it might have confused some people, but... Right, right, sure. You know, that, well, that was our reasoning. They should ask more questions then. Or, like, look further. That's amazing that people... I just... It is kind of... It's great when you find people like that in the world doing their thing. So it's pretty cool that, like, you guys could help propel him and, like... Yeah, it's weird because like, he was doing it anyway. That's what was so great about him. It's, like, not something that he, like, did to become, like famous it's like something he had to do and right. uh with our involvement it only like we were always like fuck i wonder if we should be encouraging this like because <laughs> he used to live with like his parents and stuff mm-hmm. and there was like like in the beginning like when we put the record out like it started like he started like you know he has like a dildo mohawk and like he has like a 12 foot like dildo tail and stuff and like plays in a jock strap like it's insane like i half the time when i'm at the shows half the time I'm laughing and half the time I'm like totally mortified and like kind of embarrassed that I'm involved a little bit like that, which is what's great about it too, you know, cause it's like polarizing. Like you're either like you either get the joke or you're totally offended by it. Right. And half the time I am offended by it, but, uh, I don't remember where I was going with this, but, uh, but you know, his story, but yeah, that's just, that's, like, you know, his story. So then and that's kind of like important. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Maybe we should make the story more public. But yeah, um, yeah, I need to have Chad on the podcast to, to tell the story again, because it's been a number of years. But yeah, yeah, Chad's <laughs> making a record, and, and he is amazing, and and yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm all, I, I always uh, kind of cringe, because whenever he plays live and I'm there, he's like, this is Chad on Buddy Head Records. I'm always like, oh, God. So I'm like, he's out there flying the flag for the brand, but you're like, is this the guy we want as our ambassador, necessarily? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely like our flagship band. He's he's, he's the biggest seller, which is which is funny. 
Yeah, that, I mean. Shot, uh, what really took a turn is when the guys in Builder Escape Plan explained to him, like, because he didn't know how to use the computer for a number of years. And then once he, like, discovered the internet and, like, figured out how to, like, run his Facebook page and put up videos and stuff, it kind of, like, took on a whole other life of its own. And, like, he kind of, like, you know, reached his people. <laughs> and his people are scary. <laughs> people that are in the buddy head are scary. People, people that are, like, really in the buddy head scare the shit out of me. But people that are really in the chat scare me more. Well, people in the buddy head in, like, England are, like, super freaks. Like, they're, like... You know, they're scary. Well, and that, which is always a mixing question when I do. Yeah, like scary in what way? Like scary as in you don't trust them, or just like they're into weird sex things. Um, they just kind of take like whatever people think the attitude of buddy it is, and really live that, and are kind of like a like a. Uh, a more exaggerated version of that, I guess. You know, <laughs> like. It always just surprises me the people that are into what I do, I guess, you know. But I think that goes with anyone that, you know, puts themselves out there and and does stuff, you know. Like, well, it wouldn't necessarily be people that you would hang out with or that share your values, but, like, maybe they're getting something out of what... I mean, some some of them I would, you know, for sure. I've actually met them. You know, I take that back because I've met some amazing people through Buddy Ed and some of my best friends are because of it, because, you know, they were, like, into what we did and I met them because of that, but... At the same time, there also is a sex that scares the shit out of me. It's not like people get the real you all the time, although you seem pretty genuine. I don't know. Well, you don't get to pick your fans. Yeah, yeah well, exactly, and that's something that I've discussed with Andrew Dice Clay, actually. Oh, the fact that anyone you. likes what we do is awesome, you know? Like, I think it's a good way of looking at it, yeah. That's, I'm definitely in... That's, that's, a, that's a really adult way of looking at it and, and so i guess maybe and uh travis again it's been it's been great talking to you again you're, you're one of our favorite people and uh it's, it's awesome that you decided to come back and it's even more freewheeling and anarchic than and the first maybe time. could come back again in person yeah yeah that'd be awesome can we make that happen please we should yes let's do that when that you're fun. done resuming your role as the log lady in the third season of twin peaks please come back on per personal <laughs> person uh <laughs> <laughs> That's a callback. So, as far as Buddy Head entering in into you know the year latter twenty fifteen, you know what what drives you to do the thing? What drives you to have like this be the thing that's you know the the Travis Keller thing like this this brand this uh, this ship that you're captaining? Like what? I mean, it's it's always it's it's always just been like what I do. Like you know, when I was a kid, I made fanzines, and then I just happened to be one of the first people that learned how to, you know, I was on the internet early, like, you know, 1990, something like that. And I learned how to make websites and it, you know, uh, when I moved to LA, it was just like, I was like, you know, I was just early on the internet. So that's why our site got big really. Cause we figured out how to make web pages before anybody really, you know, and, uh, it's just always kind of been what I've done, you know, whereas before it was like fanzines and like skateboard videos and stuff like that. And it just kind of, tra- you know, I just, I like music and, and, uh, I guess it's not really subculture anymore, but when I was a kid, it was. I don't know if there is such thing as subculture anymore. But Yeah, it's kind of like everything's like you know, one culture. I've always yeah. just kind of been like a, a fan of things like that, you know, and that's kind of always been what I've done. And, you know, even even on the years where we took breaks, you know, where like there were years where, you know, I toured when I was on tour with Nine Channels where I think I only updated the site like maybe once a year. It, it was never like, oh, I'm not doing this. It's just like, you know, I'm busy doing other things and, 
it's something I'll probably always do just because it's like, it's what I do, like, you know, and the fact that people are starting to care again is surprising and awesome. And, you know, but kind of the same thing with like chat, like I would just do it anyway because it's what I do. It's like what makes, you know, life sucks. So it's like, I actually enjoy doing buddy head stuff and it makes me happy and that's why I do it. You know? That's awesome. Yeah, that's a good as reason as any. I mean, that's that's great that you figured out how to do something that makes you happy. Well, again, it's in, <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting that it's you know it's managed to touch a lot of lives too, and and you know it's it's I still get people to this day that will like just in casual conversation bring up like you know something that you like mentioned on the Buddy Head gossip site like six seven years ago or you know however long ago it was, and I'll be like, wow, like that's got some crazy reach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's crazy how like especially like there's like a certain era where like kids in high school and like a lot of it really connected with a lot of people. Like this kid that I met up here, randomly enough, like he lives he goes to college here in this town and he's been helping me with the podcast. And I met him because he did like an internship in LA and ended up living next door to me. And my neighbor was like, yo, dude, the new neighbor guy is like a buddy head fan. So I, like, avoided him, like, the plague, because I just thought he was a weirdo. <laughs> I was like, anyone into my website, not talking to. But, like, I maybe talked to him, like, once or twice. And then, like, once I moved up here, he hit me up and was like, hey, man, I'm actually from here. And he was telling me, like, you know, in high school, they would always, like, go to, like, the computer lab and read the site. And he was, like, reciting things back to me that we wrote, like, whatever, like, 15 years ago. And it was just like, wow, it's really crazy that, like, you know, what we did meant a lot to a lot of people. Like, that's cool, you know? Like, it's just interesting because, like, now a lot of the people are, like, you know, whatever, they work at, like, MySpace or, like, they're all kind of, like, the dudes at places. Like, you know, like, I've been asked to write for Vice, like, three or four times now by different editors. And it's funny because, like, all the editors were, like, kids that, like, grew up reading Buddyhead. Damn right, you're going to hire me. Fucking raised you guys. You know? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> what what hast thou wrought? Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's cool. I always feel like it's kind of like, you know, like the Velvet Underground or the Stooges or something where it's like, you know, for that generation or whatever, like I feel like, you know, we did our part and we kind of educated some kids and they went off and did their things. Because it always seems like people that are into Buddyhead kind of got inspired, you know, or I'd like to think they did at least and kind of ended up doing, because I'm always like surprised that like, you know, people that tell me that they're into Buddyhead, like what they ended up doing, like, like I said, like, few of them are editors of Vice and stuff like that. Like, it seems like, you know, not that I can take full credit for all that, but, you know, I feel like we did our part and educated them and, you know, planted some seeds, maybe, you know. At least that's how I like to look at it, so. Sure. And, you know, no, no, no. (laughs) And that's something that kind of uh, holds true with uh, a lot of of people that I've talked to, you know, a lot of people we talked to on the show. Like, John Fine was talking about that same thing, about just – you know, people that kind of, if you're around long enough and you, and you do stuff, like whether or not it doesn't yield immediate results at that time, sometimes you're like, oh, that person ended up doing this cool thing, like later down the line. And, you know, it's it's informed by this like punk rock sensibility and like manifests itself in this, in this very specific way. And uh, I think that's cool. I mean, yeah, that's you how culture back, advances. Like for me, when I was growing up, it was like, you know, sub pop and touch and go. And like, that's where we stole our whole thing from, you know, our Grand Royal magazine. It was like, you know, a combination of all, like, I remember getting, like, Sub Pop's world domination list, you know, which was, like, their release schedule and stuff and how they ran a fanzine and stuff. And that was, like, you know, where we took our whole thing is, like, 
oh, we'll do a fanzine and a record label, you know. That's what, like, most of those 90s labels kind of did do. So, you know. Yeah, the lines like, were definitely blurred, back. yeah. Same with, like, Grand Royal. Like, when I got, I actually, when I moved to L.A. and they, like, did a Grand Royal book, like, I got hired and worked at Grand Royal for a while, and that was, like, a childhood fantasy, you know, like, the Beastie Boys and Grand Royal, like, I thought were so cool, you know. But, I mean, they're responsible for turning on to tons of stuff, you know, so that was always really cool but yeah we saw a lot from grand royal magazine like there, there actually used to be this dude that wrote for grand royal magazine called the captain and if you can ever find his articles it's always i think it's called the captain's beef and his whole attitude is i kind of credit as inspiring buddy head because every issue he would just write about things he hated <laughs> like he would be like i remember one was just about like people that leave their blinkers on and how he has a shotgun and he's going to drive around and shoot out their blinkers and i was like you know whatever 14 reading this just being like this guy's amazing he's just angry and like you know so that was kind of where some of the persona came from why Stuff why like you, that. so that may be the inspiration for why you just sit around thinking about all the things that you hate yeah that's what i do as we established earlier <laughs> i swear people think that about me like i always get asked that like so what else stuff <laughs> hey, you know what sucks is uh <laughs> people like to focus on certain dramatic like words and I feel like, you know, maybe your descriptions are very opinionated and then they only focus on like the dramatic part and not reading into like the actual like positive side cuz people like that. Like be like, what do you think sucks? Yeah, and people just I mean, especially when we started like there wasn't a lot of people saying negative shit you know there was like kind of like pre-Perez Hilton and all of that so yeah you know I guess that comes with it like what do I expect you know they're all like, like yeah, yeah. we, we kind of did do that yeah but for us it didn't seem that weird you know like for me growing up like that's what Kurt Cobain did in every interview he was like Pearl Jam sucks these guys are fucking losers you know it was like I thought that's just what you did you know yeah, like, like, like the, the, whole, the whole, like, his commentary on, like, Jerry Garcia or the Grateful Dead or whatever. Like, you know, it was just sort of, like, obviously. Yeah, like, everyone that, that I looked up to as a kid, that's what they talked like in interviews or, like, whenever they spoke out. So I just thought that's what you were supposed to do as a grown-up. <laughs> Great role models, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think it worked out okay, sir. And I, I'm, I'm looking forward to more episodes of the podcast. Hey, you know, it's it's great having you again. I can't wait to uh, see you in person off the set of Twin Peaks. And uh, uh, yeah, I would like to see you in person. That'd be cool. And we'll uh, we'll hang out. We'll, yeah, I'm, I'm down. Yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. And I uh, I promise they do get better. <laughs> I I was like I said I mean blogs on those guys that like I'll I'll listen I'll listen to that guy just rattle on about whatever it is he's on like he had he had like a um he had a column in this magazine called The Wave that was uh like a equivalent of like um you know a New Times like surfing like, uh no no it was like <laughs> the Guardian or like yeah you would think right or SF Weekly it's like a local rag hey what's happening at the local venue you know cool. kind of thing and I don't know how he, I don't know how he wandered into it, but he had a column. That's pretty cool. The guy from the Dwarves had a column in this in this uh, <laughs> local weekly. Yeah, that like, most people probably didn't know who the hell this guy was. It was just like, really, yeah, it was. I, had, I didn't know. That. And I, I was sort of like, who allowed this to happen? But I'm going to read it every <laughs> week, and I did. Black's killer. I love Black. Yeah, he's great. He's an interesting dude. He's like he's like the Godfather. He's great. Um, so yeah, find all that stuff and so much more. Buddyhead.com. There's all kinds of releases coming up. Uh, 
Are yeah. we gonna play some tunes or what? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna play some tunes, fucker. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm not trying to like run your show. I'm just curious. Like, I don't know how this. All works. right, Mister Podcast, I get it. All right, Hazel, cool. I want to hear music. <laughs> I need a pee break, so that'd be helpful. Yeah. Um, hey, so Travis, it's a uh, it, it's it's been great talking all to I, you. All I want to know what what chat song are you gonna play? Uh, we have, well, we have we have a couple that we, that we can play because they're very short. So I believe uh, the, the the two compositions so what are, that we're yeah. gonna, we're gonna play are Dollar Store and uh, the, the the very short uh, Thank God for Pussy for sure. Oh, uh, it's a hit. <laughs> Oh, oh is it now? <laughs> it's, all, it's all hits. It's like nine seconds. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're, you're little... It's it's a whole scenario. Uh, Tra- oh, Travis, always a pleasure, dude. Thank you. Yeah, you you too. Thank you. I I enjoy talking to you guys. And um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be seeing you hopefully sooner rather than later. How about that? That sounds good. All right, brother. All right, have a good rest of the show, man. <laughs> all right, Travis. Take care, man. Talk to you guys later. Bye. There he goes, Travis Keller. This is, uh, Lord help us, this is Shat. All right, this is Shat.
All right, that was uh, that was Revolutions with the uh, Jack Jack. Was it Jack Jack Geller? Gallier? What 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 did we say it was? Uh, Gal- Gallagher. <laughs> Jack. It's not Gallagher? Jack. Gallagher. Oh, I'm terrible. He even like said he even said what it was and. Um, Very politely, I must say. Yeah, J- Jack Gallier. It's from Nottingham. I don't know. Um. She's from not. She's from Nottingham. <laughs> I know that. And now back to Dave Coulet. <laughs> now back to Dave Coulet. Um, <laughs> sorry, Travis. Shit. J a q g a l l i e r. Look that up. Go Google it. Oh, I'm a terrible human being, aren't I? It's okay. We're all. I'm a terrible human being with like a hard enough to pronounce name on my own. You think I would have a little more sensitivity to it, but. <laughs> Well, you'd be wrong. We're all a little bit terrible. Can you hear me now? Hey, here we are. Face to face, couple silver spoons. Thanks, yeah. for, thanks for listening, folks. Uh, that was the amazing Travis Keller of BullyHeadBullyHead.com. Go check He's it out. He's so great. Good dude. I like him. Good dude. Are we going? Get at him on the, the Twitters. Is this thing on? Tweeting. Tweeting. Mm-hmm. Tweeting. Straight tweeting, y'all. Straight tweeting. It's kind of like twerking, but like way easier. It's, it's much like glamping, really. It's more like glamping, yeah. Hey, uh, this show's called Protonic Reversal. You can find it every week, Thursdays, 5 p.m., 8 p.m. Eastern on Radio Nope. Check us out. Say yes to Nope. You got anything? It's enough, right? It's enough. I'm just hoping that Travis comes here and we get to meet him in person. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll work on that. It'll be even more anarchic than this one was. Yeah. Anarchic but fun. And I'll be more well-rested, hopefully. Thanks for listening. Anyone within the sound of my voice. Yeah. Check you later indeed. Check you later indeed. This is why we can't have nice things, people. This is why we can't have nice things. Oh, Perdonic Reversal, the only radio show that is constantly fighting technical difficulties despite an air professionalism that may or may not actually be earned. We thank you. We thank you for your support. Thank you. Thank you very much for supporting Can you hear me now? Thank Out you. Out on Route 128, you're dark and lonely. Thank you. I got my radio on. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now?
any color at all. Welcome to my top ten. I'd like to thank our sponsor, but we haven't got a sponsor, not if you were the last man on earth, she was prepared to prove it, this one goes out to a special girl. If there's no one there to receive. It's the end radio. As we come to the close of our broadcast day. See? <laughs> 